Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Jake Bakoven. This is the ticket water cooler. Uh, it's a little bit of a mess in the office now. It's kind of tough to get going here. But uh, we let the let the music play in, kind of like Dan Patrick does from time to time. I think it sounds pretty good. Uh, Nate Brennan, of course, here as always now. It's a, it's a new tradition we'll have here on the ticket water cooler. New co-host. How you doing, Nate? Doing all right. It's been a long day. It's been a long day for sure. But I, I'm getting excited. I was talking to Nick, and he got me amped up for Nebraska baseball. So, I mean, oh, like, yeah. I, so I'm ready to go. And I know you went to the press conference, too, so... I bet your sentiment is probably pretty much the same, but I'm amped up. I'm ready to go. I, I, I'm optimistic about Nebraska baseball, but I've been optimistic about Nebraska athletics in the past, and they've let me down miserably. So <laughs> we're going with a little bit of pessimism, but I, I'm doing all right. You had a good day so far? How are we doing? Yeah, not too bad. I think that, I think that uh, the baseball team can certainly relieve us of a lot of frustration that we've had right. so far. Um, perhaps tonight Nebraska can finally breathe uh, a nice sigh of relief. I think we all will tomorrow if they do get the win. I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but we can certainly hope so against Minnesota tonight. So uh, uh, I think it's the most winnable game left on the schedule, so it doesn't feel uh, too bad for us. By the way, join us from Friday to Sunday at the Home and Garden Show at the Lancaster Event Center. This show, as well as on the block, will be live out there on Friday. We're teaming up with Colgan of Lincoln uh, for our booth, so come say it hi. And some of us, to us and some of the Husker athletes who stop by, uh, Friday will be 1 to 9 p.m., Saturday 10 a.m to 8 p.m. and Sunday 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Admission is 8 bucks, but you get a dollar off if you bring a non-perishable, non-expired food product for Food Bank of Lincoln. And uh, make sure it doesn't expire like you know, tomorrow, like the next day. Come on, you're trying to do some help here. Uh, also want to let you know, Super Bowl party at Buffalo Wings and Ring 68th and 0. Uh, Got to stop out for that as well. Stop by for great food, drinks, and lots of free prizes all during the Bengals-Rams on Sunday. You're pretty amped up. Are you are you're building anticipation? That's a tough word. Anticipation for the Super Bowl. I am. Yeah, no, I, I'm ready to go. I mean, I know we talked about it yesterday. You can't go wrong with the Super Bowl, right? I mean, it, I'm assuming... People in Lincoln, Nebraska probably don't have an allegiance to either team unless you're rooting for the Bengals because of Zach Taylor, but I, I think you can't go wrong. Bengals are a good story. Matt Stafford finally gets out of Detroit. That's a good story. So <laughs> That's just I'm a good pretty, story in and of itself. Yeah, and exactly. Then, and then of everything that happened exactly. after. I mean, yeah. every, I mean it's, it's a good story <laughs> either way. We don't see Tom Brady. We don't see Aaron Rodgers, which I know you don't like as much. But yeah, I, I think it's very refreshing. I mean, come on. I mean, if I would have asked you this time last year, what would your odds be for the Bengals versus the Rams in the Super Bowl? Vegas probably wouldn't even offer it. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably wouldn't even be I don't alive. think that's a good thing, though. I, I think what? that, to my point, I said off air the other day, I think if the Bengals and Rams were playing in week five, it wouldn't be picked for the primetime slot. <laughs> that's, no, not, no. that's not Sunday night probably football. Not. No. Um, it's an interesting game. Uh, and certainly, you know, the, the stories that have played out, I'm excited for the Super Bowl regardless. And it, it is kind of nice to get something uh, fresh in there and, and to see some new faces. I just always like something kind of historical on the line. 
Um, I mean, I guess it is historical. That when was the last time the Bengals played in the Super Bowl? There, there's your yeah, trivia for the day. I don't know. It's somewhat historical. It's been a while. Well. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a pretty big deal. Again, I mean, it's been so long. It's been so long since they've even won a playoff game. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a great ride, and, and I certainly will. Uh, I'm going to have a tough idea of choosing who I'm going to pick for. I'm not going to be really frustrated one way or the other unless I put some money down on it. Which I've already done, so, yeah. and I've got money on the Rams, so yeah. we'll see. I like the, I I've, I've picked the Rams. Uh, they've kind of been the team that I've kind of been riding with before the playoffs. But this, I didn't really see the Bengals happening. And, of course, you have Zach no. Taylor and all that stuff there. So it's going to be hard to cheer against Zach Taylor, I think. I mean, that's that's fair. Yeah. Cam says 1988. That's, that's yeah, it's a been long a long time. time. I just don't know if that's historical, though, because when I say historical, too, I kind of <laughs> I kind of mean like relevant uh, blue blood type of thing. <laughs> like if Green Bay's in the Super Bowl, there's is history on the line. I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm, so I'm, you <laughs> tell me you want to see the Patriots every year? What yeah, is, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Come on, Bob. I, I was a big fan You're of the the me. Warriors and the and the Cavaliers oh, every year on, in the NBA. Man, no, no. I, I wasn't really. There's a, there's a nice like uh, there's a middle ground that you have to find there. I just feel a little bit. I'm not too starstruck by the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, year. I tell you what, with Sean McVay and Matt Stafford, I mean, this could turn into your blue blood team here moving forward. I mean, there's no indication that the Rams are going to drop off anytime soon. Yeah, and and I do like the fact I, I said this a few years ago, and, and you know you could say this almost every year, um, but it's it's not true most years. Is uh, well, no, never mind. Now now I'm getting my Super Bowls confused. That was the the Chiefs and the 49ers. I thought, okay, I think that these franchises are going to be playing in the in the Super Bowl again. You know, mm. and uh, and it didn't quite happen for the 49ers. No. I mean, almost. But once they, yeah, I think if they get a, you know, a different quarterback in there, uh, certainly a possibility. But yeah. the Rams, you know, from a few years ago too, it didn't feel like, despite the fact they were like rentals. So you know, a lot of those guys, he thought, yeah. okay, well, maybe this is a, a short-term thing. But but they've continued that um, approach, and 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 I think it's going to work out for years to come in Hollywood. I mean, that's that a lot of yeah. guys want to live there. A lot of guys want to go play there. It kind of elevates your star status um, if you're playing in the Rams uniform, which is a certain different than how it was in St. Louis. I mean, I mean but- it's still different, though. I mean, I saw against the 49ers, you have a home game, and there were more 49ers fans than Rams fans. What's yeah. that all about? I mean, I know there's other things to do in L.A., and I know, obviously, the Rams are still a new franchise when it comes to Los Angeles, but still, I mean, you think with that new stadium, as successful as the Rams have been this season, by all indications, they're going to be pretty good for the foreseeable future. You'd be able to pack a stadium, but I... Yeah, it's weird. It's odd to me. I just don't understand it. Well, it's I, all weird. I mean, you went from having no franchises out there to two of them. The, the Raiders have right. been there before. So who's right. you know a lot of LA people are just transplants anyway. So it's like, who do you really cheer for? And I'll tell you, they cheer for who's hot. Besides, you know, always the Dodgers, always the Lakers. Those right. you know those teams are, are have got their spot. Well. But a football team yeah. just hasn't been there long enough. That no. okay, well San Francisco, they've been there forever. So those guys will drive you know down the coast to go see that I game. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's interesting though. It is odd. Uh, let's go to Johnny Laredo talk some Husker hoops here on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline four two four six four five six eight five. Johnny, you going to the game tonight? Uh, I am not. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. Well, what do you, what's on your mind? That, that, that's one of the reasons why I'm calling. I just saw that Nebraska is uh, a plus one and a half. And uh, to the other listeners out there, I, uh, I, think, uh, I think that's easy money. Um, uh, I'm not promoting or sponsoring gambling. Um, I'm just saying there <laughs> might be the possibility if one would so choose uh, one could maybe clean up tonight because, as we know, what's the best predictor of future behavior? Past behavior. And based on the Nebraska basketball team's performance, I think plus one and a half is just a gimme. Um, 
uh, bet the farm. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, uh, with regard to that, I'd just like to make one other comment. Um, I don't know how Hoiberg got to 18 and a half mil on a buyout, except that Bill Moose must have really been hitting the bottle pretty hard during that time. <laughs> uh, okay. He must have really been chugging them. The other comment that I'd like to make, that it's no surprise, or it should be as no surprise to Fred, uh, who's been right in the thick of the Big Ten. And if you look at the Big Ten rosters, if you watch the games last night, um, uh, whether it be Michigan, Illinois, or Purdue, um, what do they all have in common? Uh, a big man. Uh, you might even say a very large man. Uh, and uh, Nebraska should not be uh, lost on Fred that he has never had or recruited a big man, nor has he really recruited a great point guard. And those are things that Illinois, Purdue, um, with Johnny Davis at uh, Wisconsin, um, uh, those are those are the quality of kind of players at the key positions at center and point guard that Nebraska has just been lacking the last two years. And Fred is wondering why he's floating as a bottom, as a as a scum sucker in a pond. It's because. He doesn't have that level of talent that he needs to compete successfully. It's yeah. come as no surprise. I mean, Fred is not a stupid guy, um, but he obviously has not been paying attention, and maybe he just doesn't care. And I'm beginning to think, uh, I'm beginning to think that he just doesn't care. He just wants the eighteen and a half, so uh, eighteen and a half mil. So anyway, I'm out of here. But anyway, hey, plus one and a half bet the farm. See ya. And by the way, you guys do a great job. Uh, I, I'm, I started listening to you guys from the first day uh, you came on air years ago. And uh, it's still the best uh, sports talk radio show on town. So. All right, very much appreciate that. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, Lorraine, a lot of takes there, a lot of things to dive through. First of all, um, he said no betting advice. Here's a little betting advice. Don't ever bet the farm. Don't always go all in on one game. Um, So uh, always gamble responsibly if you are going to do that, of course. But um, it is, I mean, that is kind of surprising. Last I saw, they were a a few point underdogs. So, um, you know. But yeah, Nebraska, so Nebraska's plus one and a half. And I actually did a a little bit diving into this. So they're 12 and one this season against the spread, or 12 and 11, excuse me against the spread so basically about half the time if you bet on nebraska or if you bet on nebraska every game you'd be in the plus money right now do you expect to see like after i mean this week's been toxic do you expect to see this idea of uh that he's kind of laid out there of you know we're gonna we're at least gonna come out and hustle hard and and you kind of see that that extra element that we really haven't seen from this nebraska basketball team it's not that they don't try it's just it feels like that extra effort at times, um, you know, whether they're getting the dumps about their season or kind of how the right. game is going. It just, you don't see a whole lot of guys with, uh, you know, floor burns by the end of the game. And, and I, I think that that's, you know, similar to what he did in early on in the season where he's talking about, um, you know, if you take a bad shot, I'll pull you out. I think it's it's maybe time to not play your your ideal lineup. It's time to play the guys that are out there putting yeah. them, uh, you know, the premium effort out there. I mean, I don't. I'm pretty sure it was Brian Munson that brought this up yesterday. Is at some point it's going to be a sense of pride. That's what's going to get you this final win. I mean, what else? I mean, what else are you playing for? I mean, you're obviously at this point probably going to get the last seed in the Big Ten tournament. You're not going yeah. to make a run by all indications. You might not win another game in the Big Ten. So. 
do you go into this game with a sense of pride of saying, okay, this is the game where we don't finish the Big Ten defeated. We actually get that win. And it depends on how much pride you have as a team. And it depends if you're Fred Hoiberg, how much pride you have in yourself to say, the odds are stacked against me. The fans have completely turned on the program to an, like <laughs> yes. the point of basically no a few, return. A few vocal ones. The, I we'll mean, say, like but... basically, I mean, like you're at the point of no return if you're Fred Hoiberg. Even if you if you're fired this season, I mean, you're setting the next coach up for failure. You're retained next season. The fan base is already in shambles. So you're at the point of no return. It's just how much pride do you have? And I, I I'll ask you that. I mean, do you think this team is at the point where you're saying like we are? this is your game to get a win, and they're going to play for that? Because that's the question. Yeah, I think it has to be at, at, at some point. I, I, you know, sometimes yeah, questioning the effort can be kind of a dangerous game. Sometimes, I mean, a team like Nebraska, I mean, if you uh, – I said this about the Northwestern game all along. If you <laughs> – it's – some of those looks started to get pretty bad once they started yeah. hitting them all right, right? Yeah. But when they hit seven of eight threes, Nebraska doesn't have – the shooting to catch up to that. That's just incredibly hot shooting. You see it in the NBA every night where one team's hitting all their threes, the other's not. That doesn't mean, you know, one team can't can't play or shouldn't be in the NBA. It's just that team's hot that night, and that's what happened against Northwestern. Obviously, there's been other games, you know, the Auburns and Michigans where you're just outmatched, and, you know, then you can maybe question effort, but at right. that point, you know, how the extra effort button wasn't going to get those wins. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, right. you know, it, it's kind of interesting but, I mean, tonight, again, just kind of lines up for your backs are against the wall. People are starting to turn on you. Um, and, and, you know, your coach's pride is almost on it's the, the line. It's the sense of pride. Yeah. yeah, that's what it so is. So it, it is all – it all kind of comes down to that. And then, you know, the other thing, and, and the frustrating part about this is the same thing could be said about Northwestern, and, and that's the product that you got, obviously, was that this is your, – your, you know, you have a six-game stretch here of what you would call winnable games or, or mo- most mm-hmm. likely winnable games um, before you play two top 25 teams around out the right. season. And this one's at home against the, the second-to-last team in the standings. This is it. This is the most winnable game, um, according to the standings, at least, that you have. And if if you're talking you – know, like, again, it's, it's the pride factor. If you're talking about just wanting to get – one victory. Nobody. That's nobody's goal. But my God, it's it's so much better than <laughs> yeah, going yeah. winless, right? No, I know. But here, let, let me ask you this too. Then, so say Nebraska does lose tonight, and by all indications, we would assume, as a fan base at this station, I mean whoever you talk to, is that you're probably going to end the Big Ten without without a win. Is that kind of the nail in the coffin for Hoiberg? Is it because I mean we're already at the point, like I just said, we're we're at the point of no return. The fan base has turned on the program. The fan base has turned on Hoiberg. I mean it's it's reaching detrimental like situation, right. and you're gonna have to pay that buyout at some point, whether you like it or not. Whether it's eighteen and a half, you wait another year and it goes down. Is is it you go defeated in the Big Ten? You don't win a game. Is it we're done? You don't have a choice because that that I think that might be the the situation that we've reached. Yeah, I mean that's I mean it, it can't it just I mean it can't get worse than that, right? And that's what that's is that it? Mean. Then is that I mean do you have to pull the trigger at that point? I mean I feel like you might have to. I mean I don't know. It's so hard to, to like how much <laughs> it, it it does kind of get back to like what is what is two and eighteen or one and nineteen against zero and twenty? Is that that's going to change your decision on your long term? Uh, but it might though. Is the thing I mean like it, 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 like you said it's pride at that point of going. 0-20, or even if you're winning a game, at least that's something that you can build off of, right? I mean, think about the morale of an entire program to say you went an entire Big Ten season you didn't win a game. Yeah. I mean, but think of, think further, of the morale. I mean, it, it's just, I mean, there's just so many factors that go into a situation where you don't win a game. So I, I think, and I talked to Nick about this yesterday too, I think if, if they don't win a game in the Big Ten, I think that's it. 
I don't think I think you don't have choice. Yeah, it, it's fascinating because that certainly could be uh, certainly could be the case. And, and I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it's really hard. Again, with all of us uh, can make our speculations. Some people are, are definitely on the side of the fence that they won't fire him because right. 18 and a half is just too much. Right. He's got a top recruiting class coming in. Um, you know, that's that's not it doesn't sound as good as maybe it has in years past because mm-hmm. he's already had top recruiting classes coming in. But at the same time, that's something to point to. You're looking for something to point to Well, there's there's something they're going to have to make staff changes. I think we all kind of understand that at this point in the season. Um, but, you know, I, I think similar to what, you know, I've, I've asked Strick this before is, you know, part of it's just the eye test. Because as much as we can complain that they aren't quite getting over the hump, they're at least competitive in a lot of these games. Yeah, yeah. If these games end up all looking like the Northwestern game at the yeah. end and they don't win a game, then he's then yeah. Um, you know, if they're losing a few overtime games here down the stretch and, you know, they just for some reason can't learn how to win, um, yeah. you know, that's also, you know, frustrating. But I just don't know. That's a huge buyout. And I also just think that there's still some sort of potential. I don't believe in it. That's the problem, right? I don't believe that this thing's <laughs> yeah. going to work. But I still have a little tiny bit of hope that what Fred Hoiberg still had coming in, maybe this is the similar thing to Frost. And maybe it's not fair to to give Frost the extension, the the, the – the thing where it's not similar to Frost is, is absolutely that Nebraska's fan base was still kind of clinging on to Frost and, and wanting to see it through mm-hmm. another year. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, not all of the fan base, but seemingly right. a majority of it. I think that you're starting to see that turn on the basketball yeah. program where you don't have overwhelming support for Fred Hoiberg. Um, but I still think that um, he, he he's – if you give Frost – because this is what happened. I mean, Frost came in with the idea: I'm going to do it my way, and I'm going to and I'm going to make the Big Ten adjust. We all heard that. That's kind of what. And, and to Johnny Laredo's point, that's what Hoiberg's done. You know, he's yeah. just willy nilly yeah. recruiting whatever top stars he can get in, and hopefully all the pieces can work together. And they haven't. Um, and, and in college, that's so important too. I mean, people yeah. don't realize. I mean, you look at these one and done teams that that have won in the past. I mean, it's taken months. For the, for these players to mesh together, so it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, yeah, in the NBA, maybe that's the case, but in college, it's different. Gene Texas, and I'll ask you this because you probably know the answer to this better than I do. How much revenue does the men's basketball team generate annually? There lies your answer about whether or not Hoiberg stays or goes. How many years will it take to make up the $18.5 million buyout? That's actually, I mean, that's a good point because, like we said yesterday, normally when a coach is pushed out, it comes down to the donors, right? It comes yeah. down to the alumni. They're the ones that are that are sending this money, but Nebraska basketball, I'm assuming, doesn't have the donors to just automatically say, okay, boom, we're done with the 18 and a half. So if it does come down to how long does it take you to generate that 18 and a half, you're at the point of a fan base. I mean, Pinnacle Bank Arena hasn't been sold out this season yet, if I, if I know correctly. So, I mean, it might take a while, and I don't know if a new coach is going to bring fans – funneling back into the right. stadium anytime Less soon. So a huge name with another so, big contract. Exa- but so how long does it take you to bring back that 18 and a half million? Because that's actually a pretty good point there. So I, I don't know. Well, and it, and that's, that could be part of it. But again, with college, with athletic departments, especially, it's, it's kind of hard because a lot of them are supposed to like, you know, balance the budget to get to zero so that you can get you know, funding elsewhere, right. obviously. Um, you know, I, I, and I just, I always, I always kind of go back to, you know, I, and, but it's 
hard to know without knowing what their budget looks like, what, you know, what are all the moving parts, because there's a lot of them, right? I mean, there's new buildings going up. There's a track and field building that they're going to work on, um, you know, or, or you know, I, I don't know if it's a building, but the betterment of the track and field, you know, obviously um, the new facility going up next to Memorial Stadium. Absolutely. Um, and, and they can, you know, you can complain about money and, and, and how much it's going to be and all that stuff. Um, you know, how much how much are you willing to give from those you know, if it's going to take another that's what it is. half a year or yeah. something to build that, would you rather, you know, so it's really hard to know without without the budget there. I do want to say this uh, um, because we did have a, a shout out here. I got to find. Oh, yeah. Ellison in, in, in Illinois said, I've listened to the tickets since the beginning. I've always loved your show, Bach. It's my 55th birthday. Can I get a shout out? Absolutely. Happy birthday. Uh, if you ever want a shout out, just give me any yeah. sort of love on the text line. I'm, I, I just beg <laughs> for it. So if I get any of it, it I'll, you know, I'll give you a shout out. But uh, a very great uh, uh, conversation. We have Roland here. I uh, just saw a caller. We, we maybe lost him there, but if you were calling in, go ahead and give us a call. We'll get to you on the other side of it. We do have to take a break, but we'll, we, I mean, this con- conversation is rolling. Uh, there's a game tonight, so we'll keep it going here on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket.